Happy Friday, everyone. We've got NHL All-Stars and All-Star performance from Nashville's Yusei Suarez, the conclusion to World Juniors with Canada winning gold, all that, plus our weekend slate of games on today's Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on NHL for Friday, January 6th. I am Rachel Donner from Locked on Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always every Friday with Gil Martin of Locked on Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. Thanks for making Locked on NHL your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. Plus, you can watch us over on YouTube. Gil, how you doing today? I am good. A happy Friday to you, Rachel. Yeah, I am still recovering from Yusei Saros's performance from last night. Uh, 64 saves on 67 shots. That is, of course, a record for Pred's goaltending. And, uh, you know, I think it was very fitting that he put on that kind of performance on the very night he was named to the All-Star team. Yeah, no question. And, uh, you know, a, a new franchise record for a single game for the Preds. And and wow, I mean, just, uh, you know, you, you just sit back and say, wow, 64 saves in 60 minutes is pretty darn impressive. Third most in a, a single game since they started tracking this in the mid-1950s. Not quite run Tugnut territory, but very <laughs> close. <laughs> Listen, nobody does it like Ron Tugnut. We cannot dismiss that 70 save performance. Uh, you and I were talking before the show. We both remember that game. Yeah. And it was a tie in the it glorious a, days of the tie in hockey. It, I know it that's was not a tie and, and the Quebec Nordique <laughs> had no business tying that game, if not for Ron Tugnut. It is true. It is true. Uh, Ron Tugnut is absolutely a legend in NHL goaltending. Uh, not the best goaltender ever, but the most, I think, uh, fascinating in in the league, in, in, at least in my lifetime. So uh, speaking of the NHL All-Star game, we got our initial rosters named and uh, it's a it's a really interesting list, I think. Uh, of course, we got the usual four divisions. They're going to do the three-on-three -three tournament. So we've got a certain number of players from each position on each team. And yet they have to have somebody from every team uh, in the game according to their rules. And so, you know, we have a starter roster and then they're going to have a fan vote uh, for three additional players for each division um, that has already started. It'll run through January 17th. And so I think there's going to be some fan bases wanting to redeem the selection from their team, or, you know, there's multiple guys on a certain team that 
you know, both of them deserve it. They're going to get behind their players. But what was your kind of first reaction to especially the Metro division? Yeah, it, it was tough. I mean, the way they set it up, there's always going to be some deserving players who don't go because of the position they play some players who don't deserve it, who are going to make it. I mean, look, Brock Nelson was named, for example, from the Islanders. To me, he was probably the third most deserving player on the Islanders to be named to the all-star game. Not that he's a terrible choice, but he wasn't the best choice, but they picked Igor Shosturkin over uh, <coughs> Ilya Sorokin, who I think would have been the Islanders best choice. And then they took Brock Nelson uh, over Matthew Barzal. So I, I think, you know, because of the limitations and the format that they use, there's a lot of players who, you know, got left out and then it's up to the fans to vote them in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you look at the Oilers, for example, where yeah. of course it's Connor McDavid, it has to be Connor McDavid, but you have a player like Leon Dreisaitl on the team who is well-deserving of an all-star selection, but there's only one slot, right? right. So it's uh, it's tough. And so we'll see if Oilers fans get Dreisaitl in this one. Uh, I think, you know, for me, looking at the rest of the, the Metro, the Flyers uh, selection is Kevin Hayes. I probably would have gone with Travis Konechny, who has 40 points. Uh, you know, he continued his streak from... Uh, last night's game, he's got goals in five games in a row, uh, 20 goals, 20 assists on the season. Kevin Hayes is fine. I think like when they started this process, Kevin Hayes was probably part of his, um, you know, his assist streak. And he was like really putting points on the board a ton. So I, I get it. And he'll be very entertaining. And my understanding is that he is uh, bringing his nephew, Bo. Uh, and they will have a lot of fun. And, and that's the thing is like, you look at some of these names, I'm so excited to see him interact with Johnny Goudreau because they're really good friends. And right. uh, I, I think that'll be a, a lot of fun for the Metro division. Uh, Alex Ovechkin will be there as well. He'll have shenanigans. Jack Hughes um, did a magic trick last time around. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what he brings to the table um I, I think you know as far as like weird selections Seth Jones uh, from the Blackhawks like that's a little bizarre that that is a little bizarre I, you know I guess they needed defensemen but uh yeah it, it I mean look they got to pick somebody from every team and you know it, it's a tough balancing act to sort of figure out but you know I think at the end of the day, when you when you analyze it all, the thing you brought up with with you know players bringing their nephews and doing magic tricks and the shenanigans of Alex Ovechkin, the All Star Game is more than anything else supposed to be fun, and yeah. you know I I think sometimes even we take it a little too seriously and and just sit back and enjoy some of the best players in hockey having a great weekend and doing what they do. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the fun, of course, we have both Kachucks on the Atlantic division roster. So that's always a good time. And of course, Matthew uh, playing for the host team. So that should add an extra layer of it. 
uh, for the entertainment factor and uh, very excited for Tage Thompson of the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. Although Rasmus Stalin made a huge case for himself. So I'm kind of hoping he sneaks in uh, as well. But again, you know, with the matrix of this all, I understand why Tage Thompson is there. I just think Darlene also deserves a, a, a shot. I mean, how many more Bruins deserve to go besides Omar? Oh, God. Uh, right. But it just seems. Five guys. Lot... Right? Yeah. You just look at the Atlantic Division goaltenders, and Olmark is like the clear choice. So it's hard. But certainly Pasternak could get in on the fan vote. Maybe Patrice Bergeron. Who knows? Yeah. It, it, there, there are a lot of deserving players because of the format who won't go. But again, just have fun with it because I think it, it, it creates a a great time for fans and, and just the, the whole event is meant to be fun and a little break for everyone else. And just a showcase for some of the league's best talent. So, you know, I used to take the all-star game seriously when I was younger, it was about pride. It was about your conference winning or your players from your team making it. Uh, but now with this format, you just, just have fun with it. Just have fun with it. Yeah. And I, I think that, kind of goes into some of these selections as well. Uh, one guy we've been talking about on this show quite a bit is Eric Carlson. So I'm glad he's going to be there. There was, That was obviously a no-brainer for the yeah. Sharks selection. And you kind of got you to work around him and Connor McDavid in the Pacific, I think, you know, and then kind of fill in the slots from there. Uh, I think Nazem Kadri is always a good time. Yes. And it should be a lot of fun to have him there. Uh Trevor Zegras did not get the selection from the Ducks, but you know, you look at the stats, Troy Terry, you know, you can't yeah. deny Hard that. To argue and, with that. Yeah, especially they're having such a tough season, and Troy Terry has been a, a bright spot for them. So, you know, we'll see if Zegras gets a fan vote here. You know, people like to see him do the Michigan in yeah. these sorts of settings. And uh, although it's obviously more impressive in a real game to get yeah. in. But... To create that time and space with all the players on the ice at the same time is a whole different animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It should be a, a pretty exciting all-star weekend. Lots of fun. Very curious to see how this fan vote goes. Uh, as far as the, the fan voting aspect of it, we'll talk about that a little bit more after this. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal, or one of them, is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, when you eat healthier, you don't want to compromise taste. Well, if that's you also, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, and they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And the macros are outstanding. They have only 130 calories and four grams of sugar per bar while packing a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, and you can still do that. But you can now also pick them up at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Just walk in and get them. So 
lots of opportunities now and lots of different ways to get your built bars. Check them out at Walmart or Sam's Club or head to built.com. Gil, uh, we were talking about the all-star initial selections. And uh, if you're like me and you're like, where's Adam Fox on this list? He right. is not there and he is deserving to be there. Or, you know, where's Braden Point? He should be on there as well. Uh, obviously, we talked about the sort of puzzle of putting together, you know, somebody from every team and getting the positions spread out appropriately for a three-on-three -three tournament. But uh, the NHL has a voting mechanism, like I said, to allow fans to have some input. So uh, in addition to their website, which I'm going to talk about momentarily, you uh -huh. can uh, hashtag your votes on Twitter uh, starting next Thursday, I believe, for a couple of days. So uh, keep track of that on Twitter via the NHL handle. But Man, this voting website, so it's nhl.com slash vote. I already tried to go in there and vote for Adam Fox, and uh, it it's a struggle, man. I got to say, this <laughs> user experience, it's slow, and it's a long process, and I don't like how it's designed, and I don't like how long it takes. So we'll see if that sort of affects voting. Like, you almost have to code a bot to do the voting for you. <laughs> Yeah, that can get frustrating. I mean, the one thing you want to do when you want to vote, you want to do it efficiently, you want to do it quickly, and you want to be able to vote for your favorite players. So, you know, making it a, a more user-friendly experience would be wise if the people who are running this vote before next year got to fix it. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, you know, we have the memorable past experience of John Scott getting yeah. the the fan vote um and it that was such a remarkable experience for the nhl all-star game i was there in nashville for it and attended the the skills competition and uh just the incredible reception he got after that campaign that happened uh via merrick versus wachinski uh, you know, starting that. And uh, he wound up getting MVP of the game and deservedly so. Like he played yes. really well. And so it wasn't even like uh, just a staged vote. It was a real MVP uh, situation there and uh, everything that came with it. I'm intrigued to see how this one goes and if and what the league will do to step on the scale a little bit for or a lot <laughs> or a lot depending uh, on how things go but uh do you have anybody in particular you're gonna vote for uh you know i really want to sit back and and sort of analyze the ballot i i would still like to see uh matthew barzal go just after watching him all season and what he's done with the islanders that would be very good but there are a lot you mentioned fox that you know, Adam Fox is certainly deserving. There are a number of players uh, who I think belong on this team, and and hopefully a few of them at least will get the honor. Yeah, I, I hope so too. And uh, you know, we'll find out who makes that uh, team through the fan vote prior to the game on February fourth uh, down in Florida. Should be a good time. Switching gears and talking about World Juniors, we, of course, have a champion this year. Uh, Canada won the gold medal over Czechia 
in overtime and uh both medal games actually went to overtime to get a winner it was one of the best world juniors i've seen in memory um these two games were absolutely phenomenal uh usa won over sweden eight to seven in overtime for the bronze that game was unhinged in very Uh many ways there was just i think defense went out the window for quite some time there were blown leads uh but chad lucius came through with a hat trick and the overtime winner for team usa and uh yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy for them. In these tournaments, it's always a, a weird thing because, you know, Czechia, honestly, was my favorite team of the tournament. I think they took a huge step forward in their program and they surprised a lot of people, I think, with their play over the course of, of the couple of weeks. And they did such a good job defensively overall. But, uh, you know, you got to hand it to Canada for winning their second gold in a row. Yeah, congratulations to Canada. And, you know, the Czechia was just also entertaining to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. they, this was just a fun tournament. This was uh, some really good hockey. And, you know, to me, I always I always like to go back three or four years and then see who was on the rosters. Because by that time, a lot of them are well-known NHL stars. So, uh, it, to me, it's always sort of fun to look back at, some of these world junior competitions because players who you were only a little bit aware of and just getting to know by, by three or four years, these are players who everybody knows. Yeah. And a lot of players, um, I think goaltenders in particular kind of make their mark at world juniors and, and up their draft status by the end of it. Um, And I think that this time was no different, right? You know, uh, if you looked at the tournament awards given at the end, Adam Guyan from Slovakia, who was another remarkable team in this tournament, uh, who, you know, beat Team USA, just made a, you know, took uh, Canada to the end in in their game. And uh, so he won uh, the tournament award for goaltenders and he's going to University of Minnesota Duluth. So I'm very excited for that program. And we got to see more of him in North America, you know, talking about the Czechs, David Yerichek had a phenomenal tournament, a Columbus draft pick for team Czechia. And, you know, he also was awarded the media all-star team um, for one of the defensemen. And then you have uh Thomas uh, Sukanek, who was the undrafted Czech goalie, he's certainly going to get drafted Mm -hmm. this time around. And uh, then, you know, huge performances, obviously, uh, for Yuri Kulich, uh, who's a Buffalo pick. Logan Cooley for Team USA, I think, was the standout there, who's an Arizona pick. And then, of course, we've got Connor Bedard, who is the uh, number one overall presumptive pick. What a tournament for him. Broke Team Canada's uh, tournament scoring record that was held by Eric Lindros for many, many years. And this kid, uh, you just, I can't stop watching him play. He's just phenomenal. He really is. And he took it to a new level uh in this tournament uh if there were any doubters and i don't know if there were many before the tournament started i don't think there are any after the tournament is over yeah i think the only interesting conversation at the top of the draft is that number two spot i think fantilli is still 
pretty locked in there, but it's, people are starting to make the argument that Leo Carlson uh, from Sweden is somebody that could potentially leapfrog him into that number two pick. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to watch how they finish up their seasons and and can't go wrong with either player, really. So we have to see who ends up getting the number two. Yeah, I just uh, had such a good time watching all of these games this year. Still, like, miss uh, for hockey reasons having Russia there. I think, you know, it would have been a lot different tournament with them present. But at the same time, we still got uh, some incredible, incredible hockey and uh, I am, yeah, like you said, I'm excited to see where some of these draftees go. And uh, there were some really great performances from guys in the NHL system already. So uh, here's to next year's tournament. Um, just a, a quick side note, there was relegation there. So Austria will no longer be at the top level uh, going into next year. Latvia stays. They won that series and Norway will be joining the top division in next year's tournament. All right, we've got the weekend slate of games to talk about and we'll do that next. Yeah, it's a, a pretty exciting weekend. A lot of games and a lot more games on Sunday than usual yeah. as, as well, uh, which is nice to see, you know, a lot of teams playing and uh, it's spread out nicely. I think, you know, for me tonight, the top game to watch, uh, interestingly, are two lower teams. But you have, of course, Eric Carlson, um, who is uh, working with a 13 game point streak at the moment. So I want to see if he's able to continue that. And they're playing the Ducks. So I, I think he's got a shot here. <laughs> Yeah, you, you would expect there to be some room on the ice in, in, in this game for Carlson to do his thing. And I like the rivalry, too. You know, the two two California teams, one Northern California, one Southern California. So you, you can add that to the mix. But, you know, to see Carlson do his thing, even if the Sharks are struggling, he's worth tuning in and, or, and watching the game anytime because you never know what he's going to do. Exactly. And the other kind of two games I'm most interested in, Nashville at Washington. Uh, of course, Nashville coming off that incredible win uh, in a back-to-back -back against a very good Capitals team. You know, can Nashville uh, play just as hard on that second half of the back-to-back? Yeah, and you, you would think UC Saros will not be in goal. <laughs> you know, I, I would that. hope so. He's Six earned four it. Four shots last night. So, yeah, uh, hopefully Nashville isn't too exhausted uh, and, and they're able to play traveling into Washington. And, and again, you know, with Alex Ovechkin uh, still chasing Gretzky, should be a good game. Two teams that both need the points, too. Yeah, and then the other game I'm most interested in is Tampa Bay Lightning at Winnipeg Jets. Two very exciting teams, and I always love watching games in Winnipeg just because of the atmosphere there, and uh, Tampa should uh, have a, a really good challenge for them. Yeah, good, glad you mentioned the atmosphere in Winnipeg because it is outstanding. And then, you know, these two teams have almost exactly identical records 
24-12-1 for Tampa, 24-13-1 for Winnipeg. Tampa Bay, you know, it's funny. They always get off to a little bit of a slow start. And then as the season goes on, you, you look at the standings. Every time, man. And, and they're Every getting better time. and better and quietly. It's like they don't win 11 in a row, but they'll go like 7-2 and 2-11 and, and two in 11 games. And they're just moving up the standings and playoff time comes and they're hitting their peak. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think, you know, your Isles are playing at Calgary. I think that's a really important game for them. It is. And, and you know, they're one and two on this three-game Western and Western Canada trip. They need to get at least a point, probably two, because the Metro playoff race is absolutely so tight. Indeed. Uh, moving over to Saturday, uh, a good afternoon game, Rangers at Devils. The Devils have struggled as of late. And, you know, when these two teams play in New Jersey, the Rangers crowd tends to travel. And because it's a day game, I think it's going to be a heavily Rangers. <laughs> yeah, in it there. probably is. I mean, it's not like they have to go far. What is it? Three, three to five miles in between those two arenas. So uh but the Just devils hop on really the path need... and go yeah that's it exactly uh but the devils really need to get back on track i mean their their fast start keeps them in the thick of the playoff hunt but with all the other teams right now in the metro you know between the capitals playing well and the hurricanes playing well and now the rangers are are finding their game the devils can't afford to to slump for too long so it's going to be tight yeah of the uh, 7 o'clock Eastern games, I think Minnesota at Buffalo should be pretty entertaining. Yeah, it should be a good game. Buffalo, I I'll tell you, uh, the more I see of them, the more I like what I see. And they may not make the playoffs this year. They may not be there yet, but they, they're going to be in the fight for the rest of the year. And I think next year they could be a, a really solid contender the way the arrow is pointed up in Buffalo. Yeah, it's it's a really exciting time for Sabres fans right now. And, uh, you know, a, a team like Minnesota, which really just has to keep their head above water in that division, yep. you know, going up against a team like Buffalo, you know, who's a plucky young upstart, <laughs> I think that uh, it, it provides a, an interesting background for the, the game. Uh, I think... For me, I don't know about you, you can jump in, but I would want to then just wait till the 10 p.m. games because we've got uh, the L.A. Kings at Vegas and Colorado at Edmonton. Yeah, those are two really good matchups without question. And, you know, the Avalanche still dealing with all those injuries, the Oilers dealing with all their inconsistency. Uh, you know, I've seen them play the Islanders twice. One game, they looked really good. One game, they just didn't. And, you know, they're only four games over 500 right now. Both of these teams, sort of disappointing, but at least the Avalanche have the excuse with the injuries. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think that, you know, again, Colorado is doing some real heroes work with all of their injuries right now. And so to go into Edmonton with, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, uh providing all that offense for Colorado to match it, I think will be the big challenge for them. Absolutely. Uh, missing still some of their top players. So, yeah. 
Uh, any other games this weekend you're looking forward to? Uh, well, if we, uh, if we turn to the Sunday slate, you know, the Sunday slate isn't outstanding, but, uh, I mean, Florida, Dallas definitely catches my eye. Uh, the stars don't get a lot of attention, but I think they deserve a little bit more. And then how about Toronto and Philadelphia? Cause the flyers are quietly picking up their game as well. Uh, four game win streak, but you know, we got to consider that three of the four were against bottom teams in the league. So yeah. uh, I think the win against LA was the best of the bunch in this streak. And Toronto is really, really good. But, you know, there are some guys in, in Philly who are picking things up right now. The aforementioned Travis Konechny uh, is having just such a, a wonderful season. We have Carter Hart back now from his injury. And so, you know, it could be interesting, but uh, I don't know if I'd put money on it. No, 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 not not ready to do that. But uh, and then I guess the other game Sunday, St. Louis, Minnesota should be a good one. Yeah. Good rivalry game as well. Absolutely. All right. That will do it for the show today. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, Gil will be back Monday with his show checking in on. NHL teams with hosts from around the league and we'll both be back next Friday to recap the week that was and look ahead to next weekend's slate of games. Uh, once again, you can find me on Twitter at our Miriam. Gil is on Twitter at ice wars, NYR VS NYI. Thanks for making us your first listen today. For your next listen, check out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast. It's a daily show covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone.